0: You're
1: checking out the Nifty Q Show. All right, good morning, good evening, good night. It is another edition of the Nifty Q Show. We're interviewing influential founders, leaders, and awesome people in the NFT industry. Today I'm sitting with eight Mag and White Chocolate team members of Mass DAO and org to spread awareness of the HashMass project and provide value to all Hashi holders. We'll be discussing the origin of PFP projects, what HashMass has been up to since its inception, DAO education. And much more. Guys, I'm really excited to have you in here. Hashmass is one of the, I wouldn't say the first NFT I've ever owned, but it's, it is one of the first. And you guys have a fantastic history in the non-fungible token history space. So I'm, I'm just, you know, really looking forward to this. How are you guys doing today?
0: Oh, thank you, Q. Pretty well. Zero complaints here. Woke up alive. How about you, A. mag I'm doing great. Uh, you know, thanks for having us on. we
2: uh, any opportunity to talk about hash masks and NFTs, um, we're, we're always down. Yeah, and I want to hit
1: right off the bat, man. Happy birthday to both of you! Uh, in the hash mask uh, like timeframe, this is about the time that the project actually launched in 2021. I believe it was January 27, 28 timeframe. I want to say happy birthday to both of you.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's crazy, you know, re- reflecting, looking back on one year and, you know, how much has changed, how much growth has happened in the space. And, you know, what a significant moment that was a year ago. I mean, we're just ex- really excited to kind of uh, be celebrating that uh, this whole week and, and tomorrow with, with a big party.
0: I, I got to throw this out here because I almost feel like I'm sneaking in because I didn't find out about HashMaps until about two weeks after. Mm. So, we're celebrating a year and i'm like okay yeah yeah it is a year not me but yes yes and no
1: yeah right on the you know front page of of Hashmass. right it says part of digital be part of digital art and collectibles history you guys really have like cemented yourself man when i said that i was gonna have Hashmass on this week i got a bunch of comments on twitter in my dms about how a lot of people's first NFT was Hashmass and I want to get this out of the way real quick you guys aren't technically associated right with Hashmass as like founders or anything like that you are Community members, and I'll let 8MAC hit this one uh, as we kind of make our way into the discussion. Uh, and also, hash masks aren't a PFP project. That's what you guys let me know right before we went, we went live.
2: Yeah, it's an important distinction we wanted to make right away. We are collectors, we're community members of this project. You know, I was really fortunate to be there uh, back in late January and, and mint two hash masks. Uh, stayed really active in the community, continued to contribute. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, summer uh, of this past year, 2021, that we, we formed a DAO. And uh, uh, several of us from the community are now contributing members of that DAO. And and we kind of uh, manage the project uh, now. So, uh, yeah, and also Hashmask is not meant to be a PFP. A little bit of a misconception, but if if you look at it, it's a a fine art collectible. doesn't quite have those exaggerated features, not quite size right to be a profile picture. We're actually doing a PFP drop uh, shortly here to address that uh, missing utility. But, yeah, it was meant to be uh, a a fine art collectible, really appreciated in full size, in high res, uh, even – hung up in your wall at home or in your office that
1: stood out when uh you guys first actually or the Hashmass team first dropped the project it really you know emphasized art and we're going to get into kind of the differences that we see now uh, as opposed to maybe around that time period when we had a lot more art maybe less about gaming maybe less about finance uh nowadays so i do want to you know kind of steer this discussion towards that history of the nft space and and what your guys's experience was back then as well so you know in that 2021 time period uh what did you see as far as the nft industry uh space went at, that we don't see today maybe what's the differences that we've seen since you guys got into hash masks back in 2021.
2: Um, Yeah. So, you you know, I think I probably had a similar background to many people that were early into NFTs. And uh, I was I was in crypto and and specifically in DeFi and, you know, following, absorbing as much information as I could at the time in mid 2020, late 2020. And, uh, you know, I started to hear the word NFTs, Uh, you know, it was coming, it was showing up on my Twitter feed. I was hearing about it in Clubhouse and. Uh, I went to Rarible. I think that was my first experience, really. And uh, you know, I was playing around with a couple of different NFTs. And Mark Cuban was getting involved, and he was minting a couple of different ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just—I'll never forget it. He minted something for like 0.1 ETH, and then it sold like 15 minutes later for like five ETH. And I'm like, whoa, that was amazing. Uh, but then, just I, I maybe. Uh, bought one or two, you know, nothing that was I was really in love with, or uh, that, you know, just trying to try some stuff out, and then Hashman's came across, across my feed. And I went mm-hmm. to the website and I was blown away. Um, I, I think they really uh, showed showed the potential of what you could do with an NFT. And they, they provided an example uh, for this space to really grow.
1: Yeah, I want to set the stage here before I bring you NY Chocolate. Like, what was the space like back in 2021 as it came to? you know, again, you guys aren't PFP projects, but was there like similar projects out at the time? Now there's a project launching, 10 projects launching every day. What was the space like back in 2021 for maybe people that have gotten in in the past six months to a year timeframe?
0: It was, okay, so the idea of traits, I think there's something we're really looking at now because the DAO is working on bringing in traits to OpenSea. And it was like, this is the project, and there's stuff. Look for it. There wasn't as many filters on on OpenSea. It was kind of like pick pick what you like, and and that was about it. Now, I mean, my background, I had just gotten into crypto. I got really lucky um, because I was only looking at fungible tokens, and through NCT, found hash masks. So, just like a lot of people, my complete first, and for me, it was the art. Um, I think. You know, we have the kind of the older school, which is more pixel. And what really did it for me, uh, kind of I guess a Sega Genesis type. Uh, I like I like the graphics. I like how this looked, and so that brought in. the really wasn't this this, this PFP so much. I mean, I, I use it on my Twitter profile, yes, but. That's kind of how it was, I think, at the time.
1: Yeah, I want to hit on this fungible token piece here, because I was an investor back in 2016 and 17. Uh, what fungible tokens uh, were you interested in around this time period? And then how, what specifically about NCT uh, is, like attracted you? Because we see a lot of NFT projects now. They're launching ERC20s, more fungible mm-hmm. based. But Hashmass was really one of the first to kind of implement this. So. Take take me into your history there with fungible token investing, and then what did NCT kind of trigger in your brain and said, oh, maybe this is a, a thing that will be successful in the future?
0: so um i I had bought Matic uh under five cents, and I figured okay, this is gonna be something we that, well i i sold <laughs> i sold and bought um you know hash maskers and and some other stuff um I wish I still had all my Matic, but you know at the time it seemed like it, well this is gonna be needed and um so n c t brought me in. Because I guess, you know, when it first dropped with the project, there was a whole lot of volume and they kind of slumped off and it looked like it cupped a bit. And I said, all right, well, this looks like something to get in. And through that, then found, oh, well, this actually has some utility to it. Oh, this is what it's for. Because if you just look at the, the icon for it and say name change token, which, uh, what do I need to change my name for? Like, I, I don't know. What, what is this all about? And so that's what really brought me in. I thought about how this could be applied to other projects. You have this at 10 years, it's done. So it's a inflationary and then it goes deflationary. So I was like, well, I'm in this for the long term. So I'm in.
2: This goes back to, uh, you know, you were talking about what was around from an NFT perspective and, you know, PFP perspective. Obviously, the CryptoPunks is, you know, they were the best example. And Hashmasks uh, was inspired by CryptoPunks. But uh, as I was was saying earlier, they kind of really showed what was possible and they they set the example for this space to grow. And and one of those things was, you know, not only, uh, you know, providing this incredible art, but it was uh, an actual utility token that you earned by owning uh, the NFT itself, and uh, that utility token, of course, is NCT name changing token. Uh, it allows you to uh, dynamically change the name of hash masks on chain, uh, and, and that was a concept that was not around. It's still really not replicated. Uh, we've seen other many other projects provide utility tokens, but nothing with you know real utility like actually you know personalizing or customizing your art, um, even within our own collection. Uh, people have put branding campaigns together, uh, marketing campaigns, uh, protests, trolling campaigns. So there's a lot of potential there. And again, it's just about showing what's possible in the space. And we've seen the incredible growth since then. But uh, to your point, there was not a lot of uh, NFT collections out there. It wasn't until Hashmasks and the success that it had, it captured the whole space. At the time, um, I know you were there, Q. It was uh, it was crazy. Um, you know, we you could have been in defi or you could have been in fungible tokens, but uh, NFTs were put on the map really from Hash Masks. Um, you can look at the volume from Open it absolutely went insane. And to your point, after that, you had uh, projects launching every day. Um, and you know, now here we are today.
1: Yeah. And I want to jump into that handoff, uh, that the team did to the community. Essentially. I think it's a really cool, uh, concept that you see in web three a lot, uh, or at least the idea that a project can end up in the hands of the community completely, uh, which you guys are kind of in the process of implementing essentially. So, uh, before we make it there, eight hey, Mag, you were talking before, uh, the episode here about the difference between art back then in financialization that you see now. Uh, Can you kind of break down that concept? I want to touch on this industry point one more and one more time, and then we'll make our way to MassDAO.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think we were seeing a lot of one of ones you know, you had super rare and you had these other platforms uh, where artists uh, were, you know, really being successful. And and they had this incredible opportunity to uh, be a creator and uh, be compensated appropriately. You know, the NFTs were providing this, um, you know, uh, frictionless way for them to have success and and reach so many people in their audience. And, And it was all about the art. And you know, I think hash masks uh, attempted to continue that narrative, but what emerged is it, what it, well, people, it, it, this speculative nature, uh, really, uh, started to play out. Uh, all you had to do was mint any NFT, uh, and you were going to be able to flip it for more. Um, and, and we're still, I, I, start, I think we're starting to see that die down a little bit. Uh, but the space is so small, it's so easily manipulated. Uh, you know, an influencer can throw a tweet out, uh, and, you know, do a pump and dump, uh, you know, it, there People make that analogy back to 2017 with the ICOs, and I think we're seeing that play out a little bit to some extent uh, here in the NFT space as well. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't think that'll continue.
1: And, and White Chocolate, I want to throw this question here to you. You guys have awesome uh, profile pictures, or or. NFT pictures and, uh, and assets here up on the screen uh, that are essentially your guys's uh, I guess avatar right and we were talking about anonymity and, and the importance of, of that in the web 3 space so first of all great you know pictures there what is that role of anonymity that you guys feel plays a part in why you're here today uh, not you know on a video screen but kind of represented by your hash mask?
0: Thanks. Yeah. Well, um, so that what I've got up there is actually the template from when the founders ran a derivatives contest. Uh, They put they put those out. So that's the base for the male figure. Um, There's also, of course, the female those available and people made derivatives of that. And the ones who. They, they really like and haven't been sold are actually going to be able to go on to coinbase NFT as hash mass derivatives. So I want to throw this out you know show, show people and then to the anonymity one I guess it comes back from original crypto that you're in charge. It's you know not your keys, not your crypto. I, I don't particularly I'm an expat living abroad in, in Latin America safe country, safe place. But at the same time, I don't want to announce to to the world that I, I do this. Um, there are people I've worked with here locally who know, I mean, my, my friends know. And it's it's on that level. And then I think it's also kind of tying into hash masks. It's you put on this mask and you become a a persona. And we have people talking, mad touched on the, the protests, and some of these people who are working against legacy are actually in the legacy system. So they have to stay anon. If they want the change to happen, they have to put on a mask and, and assume a new persona. And part of, I think, the, the most beautiful thing is that People who have those golden handcuffs or silver handcuffs, a really nice, well-paying job, but there's just a complete soul suck, they're in this to one, change, and to get themselves out. When they can do that and go full-time crypto, amazing. And we among the team have, have talked about kind of our own big reveal. When we're finally, when all this pandemic stuff dies down, we're going to get together in a restaurant, a pub. And 8Mag is still going to be, you know, you have a weird dream and you, you think about your teammates and some of the others in the community and they pop up as these avatars. And what's it going to be like? But we meet in person and and now there's the conflicting of who is it. So I think that's that's the beauty of the anonymity.
1: yeah You guys were in Art Basel uh, and I was in NFT NYC and I'm sure that you guys met people for the first time that you had only ever Kind of registered them as maybe a board ape or a hash mask or all of these different pfp uh projects that exist today uh so any thoughts there Mag on, on, on anonymity before we make it to uh the timeline that we were kind of in with hash masks yeah
2: real quickly i mean I, I think it's the ethos of crypto overall Um, uh, you know from from as long as i could be as i remember being in it you know on Twitter specifically, uh, you didn't. Nobody really had their real name uh, associated with, uh, you know, whether they were giving you know advice about crypto or NFTs. And uh, for me, it was just um, I felt no need to necessarily uh, share my personal information. I mean, there's a powerful. Um, it's kind of a powerful concept in a way Uh, you know these profile pictures represent us uh, or you know you could have whatever you want represent you uh, but it also you know allows people to uh, evaluate you and judge you just based on your contributions or your merit and you know how you interact with people a lot of biases are are removed um, and things like that so I think there's certainly pros and cons to it Uh, you have bad actors um, you know but you you mentioned NFT NYC and uh, art Basel in, in Miami I was there uh, people got to meet me I shared my full name uh, the anonymity part of it uh, isn't that significant to me but uh, for the time being I mean I, I also kind of like to just this is this is who I am eight Mac
1: Uh, I want to give a shout out to the anonymous people in the chat right now. uh, We're live, of course. And if you guys want to throw any questions uh, here to the MassDAO team, uh, definitely throw them in chat. But I see a lot of, of course, PFPs in the house. uh, So shout out to everyone who is tuning along with us today. Uh, Guys, give me a quick background uh, on the Hashmass project uh, in like a timeline form of it founding almost a year ago uh, today, launching in that Mint process, uh, and then where it's been up to. You know 365 days what has been going on since that launch uh kind of give me that that quick timeline for someone who maybe isn't initiated to hash mask
0: yeah hey man um, you're the mentor
2: <laughs> sure uh technically january 28th was uh the first mint uh that's when it started um and so yeah we're approaching one year it's a collection of 16,384 nfts um they are all unique uh, with one exception And uh, this project has done um, over 40,000 in ETH, traded on the secondary uh, uh, market. We have uh, almost 5,200 unique owners. Uh, It is uh, one of the most successful projects of all time from an NFT perspective. uh, I I mentioned earlier the founders followed uh, the CryptoPunk model. Uh, They were inspired by the CryptoPunks and they followed the CryptoPunk model. And when they created this project, they didn't have a royalty contract in place. Uh, They didn't have a marketing team. Uh, They didn't have a roadmap. Um, So... You know, nowadays, you're launching a project you would never even think. You couldn't even imagine to do that with how competitive the landscape is. And, you know, here we are uh, several months later from, you know, this passionate and really organically grown, strong community, we formed a DAO. And the DAO's kind of main mission here, uh, I should also mention the founders retroactively implemented the royalty contract, which is 2.5%, and that's funded 100% to the DAO. Um, so we, you know, our mission now is kind of um, raise awareness about this project, you know, remind people the, the historical significance of it, uh, remind people of all the great innovations it's brought to the space. Um, and, you know, we're focusing on marketing. We're focused on community building. Uh, we focus on uh, participating in these in real life events highlighting this amazing art. Uh, We think Hashmasks provides the best opportunity uh, to bridge NFTs to the traditional art world and that massive market. Um, so, you know, we, we, have all sorts of initiatives. Um, we want to get more involved in the metaverse, um, and, you know, anything to add value back to our community and build our community and strengthen it, um, education, onboarding, promoting other artists. Uh, we, we have the resources and we, and we take the, you know, we, we think that's a really big responsibility, um, to do, to do what we can, uh, for the community.
1: White Chocolate, do you have any thoughts on those, uh, points or any of the points on like a timeline perspective?
0: Yeah, um, I guess it might be important to note that the the DAO launched, um, right, contemporaneous with the, the project going. We had sort of a, an initial iteration that didn't quite get off the ground um, and essentially, I hate to say it, but was essentially dead for a little bit. A few, few weeks in there, really had no activity, and... Um, you know, Adidas, great, my, I consider my personal mentor and uh, moderator from the, the HashMass team, you know, came and said, hey, you were involved in the the tribes competition. What do you say? Let's, let's get this back going again. And we did. We started having calls. 8Mag was there, a few other, um, a lot of people who were on the team were on these really small calls, try and figure out, well, what do we do? How, how do we reach out to the community, get them involved? And, you know, now, now that we're funded and we're able to do so many things, these calls continue and they're big. Um, and we have, you know, regular people showing up because you can just, it's the reality of the world that you can do more with money. Um, mm. We we raised a little ourselves using the the mask museum and some NFTs and looking at other ways um, things we're producing, but uh, yeah, that's that's about the gist of it.
1: Yeah, I want to touch on uh, the DAO conversation. Of course, you guys are in the middle of you know doing something that a lot of communities have a goal of, which is to do a big handoff to uh, you know the people who are interested in the project and who are part of that community. So I want to get into the DAO discussion, but before we do that. You mentioned that Hashmass has this history uh, and has like all of these different features that make it r- what should supposedly be super competitive uh, within you know the larger NFT space. Now, why do you feel like that awareness was lacking, uh, you know, over the past year with a project that is and could be one of the blue chips uh, in the space?
0: I would compare this to if you're in a restaurant and you you show up early. And you're having a, a regular conversation. And all now the restaurant is full, and there's a lot of people talking. In it. And the noise floor ha- has risen. Like we were saying at the beginning of this, 10 projects dropping a day. And people start looking and saying, well, Hashmaster at this floor. But I can mint this for 0.02, for 0.04. And all it's got to do is is move up to half the price of Hashmass. So maybe I'll, I'll focus in on this. It doesn't have to have the art. It doesn't have to have the utility, the history, any of it. And like we were saying, money really has taken a lot over uh, in the aspect of moving away from art. Now, another thing that 8Mag had touched on is when this project launched – there was no marketing there was no no team in place to to connect and, and build those bridges. so we really I think kind of fell behind in that way, and it took getting fun we didn't get funded until September um, about the end of September and then it's the question of all right well now now the money's coming in, what do we do with it? How do we make it work and that led to miami and and you see on Twitter people saying. I love the way you set up. That's what that's what convinced me. And it's getting out there, you know, chipping away. And if it's slow, organic, consistent growth with people who are going to hold and love their hash masks, for me personally, that's fine. I'd rather have them than someone who comes in looking to flip it. I know they're going to be gone in a month.
2: Hey, Mac, any thoughts there? Yeah, uh, you know, I think if you look at the most successful projects today, uh, they have the most. Uh, you know, engaged communities. And, you know, Hashmasks was incredibly successful at launch. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think we can, um, you know, underestimate that. And, you know, given that success, uh, as I mentioned, several projects began launching after that. The the community they were targeting was Hashmasks. Um, and without a dedicated team in place uh, to kind of keep that community engaged, I mean, think about it. I mean, all you had to do is go to, Sell an asset, go to the ne- the upside was there constantly uh, for people. Now, to White Chocolate's point, I do think we have a really strong organic uh, community that you know has been it through it and, and really slowly built, which uh, will I think have a, a better impact for us longer term here. Um, and, and then the other point is marketing, uh, raising awareness. Uh, you know, you talked about the people that are new to the space in the last six months. Many of them have never heard of hash masks. Uh, I mean, it's really, it's a shame. Um, but, uh, that, that is the reality. And, you know, just like anything in, in business, uh, you could have an incredible product, but if you don't have uh, good marketing, uh, you won't have success. So again, one of our missions, it's not so much we have the product, we have the fundamentals. Uh, we don't have to manipulate. We don't have to, uh, gamify anything. Uh, we just have to raise awareness about this project. And, uh, I think we'll be, uh, be, be right there. But, uh, as white chocolate said, again, it's for us, it's, uh, it's not a rush. Uh, we're fine. Uh, everything's, everything's going well.
1: Yeah. That's a great ethos to have. And I want to touch on the awareness of different features that you guys are kind of implementing, right? You mentioned a PFP potentially you guys said that Technically, Hashmask is is an art piece and and not essentially a PFP, but that this is actually planned and on the roadmap. So touch on some features uh, for Hashmask on why someone listening to this should get involved in the project, should maybe scoop up a Hashmask. What is happening here uh, in the next uh, couple quarters?
2: Yeah. We talked about the historical significance of it. And, you know, funny to say after one year, I, you know, maybe, I get it <laughs> all but
1: those years ago
2: <laughs> in crypto it feels like 10 years ago. Uh, but, you know, Hashmask was really the first project to offer full commercial rights to uh, the owners. And now you see that's a that's an industry standard. Uh, and we talked about the f- uh, first project to offer dynamic name changing on the blockchain uh, with a utility token. Um, and again, you, you look at some of this stuff and people are, even the traits, uh, punks were the best example of the traits, but now Hashmask, now you see uh you you look at all the projects that have launched since and they're they're amazing they're great communities but you'll find elements of hash masks sprinkled throughout all of those uh, in, in terms of you know it, it's just really an original authentic project uh, but here going forward um, yeah we we understood I mean it was obvious to anybody in the space PFP utility that demand for that was incredible um, and you see the athletes using musicians and celebrities and uh, it's something that hash masks uh, was not meant to be uh, that's the reality yeah. of it so one of the ideas was to uh, we're going to be launching uh, two new PFP projects actually um, and you one one option will be to claim the PFP which is a derivative of your hash masks so it'll be sized appro- appropriately appropriately for your profile picture uh, exactly exaggerated features. um, And, you know, we'll be able to, if you're a Hashmask owner, uh, use it in that regard. And then we have a second PFP project uh, and you'll have an option to choose. Uh, The second PFP project is the unmasked version, which is an entirely new collection uh, inspired by Hashmasks. We'll have elements of Hashmasks, but will not be mapped to the collection uh, compared to the masked derivative version. So uh, another cool concept where, you know, we want to provide utility to our owners uh, in, in our community. You'll have the choice take a masked version or an unmasked version. And, and there is a third choice. Uh, you could burn your hash mask and claim both. Uh, however, you will not see me doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so c- touch on this. Is this airdropped uh, to the community based on the holders?
2: Yeah, it'll be a claim. You'll be able to claim. Uh, again, it's a choice. Uh, you'll be able to claim one um, for each hash mask you have.
1: Okay. Uh, I want to. Something just clicked in my brain real quick. You mentioned that one of the hash mess is not a one of one. Is it? Did right. you hit on that? What's the story behind this?
2: There's a. There's, and we could, we could, we could have a whole show talking about the uh, mysteries and the puzzles and the implicit traits of hash masks. I mean, it's incredibly in depth, incredibly complex. Uh, but um, within the collection, there is a set. Uh, I'll, I'll let White Chocolate uh, jump in on and describe the set, but it's. Uh, There's four hash masks. I believe it's an Indian uh, mantra and it speaks to the real and the unreal. Um, And there are two hash masks in the collection that are identical Um, and they are the only two and they contain this implicit rare trait uh w- which has that poem uh mm. if you go to open C, you- you'll be able to see it uh just an, another example of uh like i said just the crazy complexity of this uh of this uh project
1: yeah absolutely white chocolate can you kind of cover some of that and then also touch on a little bit more of the symbolism like even in eight mags uh art piece there you see symbols you see objects. Uh, give us a little bit of backstory here on, on what the team was thinking uh, if you do have that insight uh, when it comes to the symbolism behind a lot of the hash mask features which are phenomenal they're beautiful.
0: Okay so there the real and the unreal are two robot characters with Indian masks and in the background, there's uh, this, I believe it is the first line of a three-line mantra. So for anyone who's, who's done mantras or, or repeated that, it would be, we can think of seeing like then the other two characters have the other lines and then you would come back to the same. So there's a bit of repetition there. Um, in the symbolism, I mean, we have, okay, so here's eight mags and he's got this shadow monkey on the left shoulder. So left shoulder, right? What, what does that mean? So there's left-handed magic and right-handed magic. We say like left is bad, maybe right is good. And in the Jewish tradition, there's the the Yetzirah, which is this idea of you're that that wily, you're bad side. And um, Al, Alan Watts talked about, you know, the most dangerous people out there are the ones who pretend they don't have that. That's who you really have to watch out for. So I think, you know, that's that's a theory on what the shadow monkey could could represent. We have, there's the Rosetta Stone, which um, that's four hash mass as well. And the Rosetta Stone was between Greek, higher, uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs, and then an Egyptian uh, script that was used more by priests and, and the higher order. Now, we've got Greek glyphs, we've got Egyptian hieroglyphs, but note that those hieroglyphs are in two different spots. No idea what that breakdown is, why there's the other glyphs, the the mannequins, the planetary symbols. Um, so if you like mysteries, if you consider yourself a detective, we have a very active channel in the Tao. Um and then I'm just going to I'm going to throw out one of one of my masks that we, we've got an illustrated, a book and a NFT uh, or an audio book out that it's an eagle mask with a, a Jupiter glyph. So representing both the eagle and Jupiter are, are Zeus. So take it. Take it what you mean. There's a lot out there to discover. And it, it's a constant we just keep finding new stuff every day i would say every week let's say so
1: are you guys basing certain initiatives off of the fact that like your artwork uh, when it comes to hash masks is just so much deeper than you see a lot of the times like i would say 99% of pfp projects right now have no depth whatsoever when it comes to the actual image itself whereas you just kind of laid out more than all of them have combined do you guys have certain initiatives on finding different puzzles and is the team working on this with you to like say oh yeah that is what we meant uh when we created that
0: team is giving us nothing nothing And, (laughs) and personally that that's the way i i like it um and talking about how things were, you know, in the really beginning when, when this dropped, there were, we we're trying to figure out there are these dots. Um, some of them have on the right hand side, and they're different colors in different locations. Sometimes the color doesn't even appear anywhere else in, in that piece. So is this Morris code? And people are trying to break it down, and it's not in the metadata. So, what could it possibly mean? Um, and there, there are theories about is are there genetics, or is, is there some type of breeding? You know, is this like a big genealogy, and the shift from the it's 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 just so deep. And yeah, I, I think that's exactly right.
1: Reminds me of Satoshi a little bit, uh, to be honest. A Mac, do you have any thoughts on on, on like I want to touch on this concept of the team essentially like not giving you much, right? But also kind of like. I wouldn't say dropping the project They're They're still involved in in some ways as, as multi-sig signers and things like this, but it's, it's just so unique. Why why did the team leave to begin with?
2: Well, right. You you look at this project, uh, so much effort, um, and so much originality, as I was saying, you know, the complexity of it. it you know, this is not somebody that, um, you know, threw a project together quickly and, you know, launched it. Uh, as, as we see today, so many times, uh, th- this was really high effort. And you know, I'll I, I keep going back to the fact that there's pros and cons to being first. And you know, they launched this project, there was the space looks nothing like it does today. Uh, there was not a 100 other projects launching on a daily basis. I mean, if you look at the CryptoPunks, they had four years of organic growth with nothing. Um, I, I just think that uh, it, it's not to be critical of them. I, I don't think they made a mistake. Uh, they just didn't anticipate. Uh, it wasn't their vision. Uh, the vision was to. I mean, and it's a high effort project. They did an incredible job. The the vision was just not to continue to build day to day and uh, they left it to the community. I mean, I I think that's pure. You know, they didn't collect a royalty fee. Um, There was no uh, ongoing revenue. Uh, They sold the project and and that was it. There was no promises of a roadmap. Uh, So I I think it's important distinction. And, and, you know, I I don't want to be critical of them, but uh, they they left it to the community in, in a really, Pure way. Um, so here we are as a community and really passionate about this project. Uh, a DAO was formed and we knew we needed to raise awareness about it. You know, um, I think as this space continues to grow and continues to mature, um, it, this project will get the recognition it deserves. Uh, Right now, I touched on this earlier, but the manipulation, the gamification of discords, you know, delist, 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 whatever uh, people play around with the economics of it. Let me really lower the supply of a project. Uh, You know, that, of course, is going to impact the floor price. I mean, Hashmask has a 60 percent higher supply than all those other 10,000 NFT projects. I mean, this actually has an impact when you're looking at the price um, and much more difficult in terms of to raise the price. But as this space grows, as the tools become available to people to actually analyze these projects and look at these fundamentals, you know, identify some of this, you know, incredibly in-depth work from a mystery standpoint, from a puzzle standpoint, um, the, the team is focusing on the initiatives in that regard. We we want to raise awareness in real life and showcase this project as a real art project. Um, you know, we started a mystery channel. Uh, we revived that, L- let people get, you know, get in there and start talking about solving the different parts of the puzzle. So uh, that that's the focus, as I said earlier, just raising awareness.
1: That's just such an important narrative that you touched on. Uh, and I think we look at projects oftentimes are just like things that happen in our lives from the lens of where we are today and you're right they're like today we look at projects where's your three-year roadmap what are you doing what like to incentivize utility all these things that might not have been the vision that the HashMats team had when they launched the project because it was such a different time so I think that's a really cool distinction you just made
2: we're, we're in a unique situation, too. Uh, again, uh, White Chocolate and our community members, we're collectors. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be representing the community uh, on the team here and driving some of those initiatives. Uh, but we, you know, the, the DAO is important to us, and you know, we submit uh, formal proposals uh, and request a vote of confidence to move forward. Uh, we, we're just actually approaching the end of year zero, Um, of our initial proposal and we will be preparing a new proposal for year one Uh, and and hopefully the community continues to give us that vote of confidence to move forward. Uh, If you look at the teams across the NFT space, uh, they're all centralized and, you know, to do marketing initiatives, to do a new NFT trap, um, you know, adding value back to the community to create a partnership, all of these kinds of things that are necessary uh, and we intend to work on uh, are, are, completed in a much more efficient process with a centralized team. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we put things to a vote. Uh, it's a proposal. I mean, again, I think there's pros and cons to that. Uh, but you know, that's just the reality that that we're in We're it's, it's a unique situation. Uh, fortunately for us, we have superior fundamentals to fall back on, and uh, which for me is the focus has uh, always been just about raising awareness.
1: Yeah, you guys have a, a fantastic product, of course, and we we have kind of skirted around the DAO conversation. Of course, you guys are team members of MassDAO, uh, and if you've been following this channel for a little while, you've been hearing that term and hearing how much emphasis is being put on that kind of organizational structure in 2022 and, and beyond. Let's let's just jump into kind of how you guys think about DAOs and how you think about uh, the mission of MassDAO and how it's been going.
2: Yeah, I just I touched on it a little bit there. Obviously, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, I, I pointed to the fact that I, I think you can be more efficient in, in certain areas uh, running a centralized. Uh, I think anybody that's been a part of, of a DAO would would admit that. Um, but you know, for us, uh, there, it is also incredibly powerful um you know you, you get those full support of the community behind you we spent a lot of time uh, working on governance uh putting a proposal process in place putting a voting process in place uh and making sure that if you have a hash mask and you want to be involved you're able to participate uh if you if you want to be if you want to contribute you're gonna you're going to be compensated uh that's you know how we build that uh it's been a learning process for me personally coming from you know traditional corporate structure uh, but I immediately saw the benefits of a Dow. Uh, but at the same time, I, I do think there's challenges. Um, somebody on my team uh, mentioned, you know, it's been one of the most um, rewarding um, moments, and but also one of the most challenging uh, as well. So it's it's I, I love talking about it uh, because uh, we've kind of lived and breathed it here for several months, um, in the thick of it. And we kind of got to experience firsthand, um, some of the growing pains, uh, but also some of the successes. So it's a really interesting thing. It's a buzzword. I think to a certain extent right now, you you hear people talking about it all the time and we're not even a perfect Dow at at the moment. Right. Um, there, there's all sorts of, uh, I'll let white chocolate jump in at this point, but I mean, there's all sorts of uh, different ways to go about it. So, there's there's growing things yeah
1: white chocolate i want to get your thoughts on this as well because like you know amac just said it is a buzzword and there's a lot that goes on with just maintaining that type of organization oftentimes it's harder to maintain a DAO because you have all of these people in different spots and you need to obviously you know coordinate between individuals and you're not in some office you're literally just all across the world and you have to kind of coordinate so what has been the positives and negatives that you've seen through your time in this DAO?
0: it it, it comes it comes down to looking at like like you said it's it's challenging and it's so rewarding because we're trying to find this balance of okay we can do it, and I'm going to have to use our team member Outer Lumen's uh, analogy of, of making a pie. And there's kind of two ways, if we're looking at DAO, to, to make the pie. One, the team... We could come together, make a pie in a day and say, all right, a thousand people, here it is, it's served. Some people are going to like it, say, great, pie, yum. Others gonna say, oh, I didn't even get, you didn't even ask what I like, this isn't my favorite flavor, what have you. Or we could have a thousand people putting together proposals on what kind of flavor, what kind of crust, what kind of ingredients, how long, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end, because they were involved in the process, they're going to enjoy the pie on some level. It's not going to please everyone, but... It also takes six months. So what's the balance in between? right? We have to have some level of involvement. And I think as long as you're paying attention to people and and taking what they say, um, like we have a community member, Rover, who had this idea to, to create this origin story. And, and through just, just talking it out, now, if you go to OpenSea, there's that expanded uh, description. So... It, it's really like the most rewarding and challenging part is trying to strike that balance. And, and in that, maintaining this, this concept, a fundamental concept of, one, participatory economic stakeholdership. If we have a, a tweeter's role, if you don't even have to have a hash mask, but if you love hash masks, if you're on Twitter, you, you can join. You can earn some NCT. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part is one person, one vote. Um, I mean, I, I have more than one hash mess but I, I only have one body. I only have one voice. So I don't personally consider myself more than anyone. I, we've carried that through. So really glad for that.
1: Yeah, I think you guys are in an interesting situation because a lot of these teams are still around, of course, uh, that, that have founded projects. You guys have almost been, in a sense, like pushed into a DAO format very quickly. Like that has accelerated because <laughs> of the situation with... The original team that founded Hashmass.
2: We, we see how competitive this space is is right now, and we also understand how competitive, how much more competitive it's going to get. Um, you know, I. I, I I know demand is going to increase, but supply is also going to increase as well. Um, the big brands are coming. The really sophisticated marketing teams are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, real capital is coming into this space. Uh, everybody wants a piece of an NFT. Everybody understands, you know, the opportunity and potential uh, to connect your brand to a community like this, uh, and. You know, it's extremely important to have a dedicated team in place. Uh, so, if the DAO can facilitate that uh, in any way, I mean, that's that's what that's what we're trying to do.
1: What are some DAOs that are doing this well? And then, what are some? I, I, again, I I hate to ask the other side of that question because it sounds like I'm like you guys would call out DAOs or anything like that. But maybe even just specific events. So, from a positive side, what are some DAOs that you look at for inspiration? And then, from a negative side, maybe. Some pitfalls that you've seen happen. You don't need to name names.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's funny though because we, I, I, you said it and I said it earlier. I think it's really a unique situation with MaskDAO, um in the fact that we represent a collection and we're not tied directly to the founders or the creators of this project. So I don't know anybody else that's doing that. Uh, I, I know there's been several other NFT DAOs created. Um, and, you know, uh, there there's complexities as it relates to the legal structures and, you know, things like that. Uh, but the the other DAOs that are created are, are community driven uh, and they still have those centralized teams. Uh, Mebits seems to be doing a really good job. Um, the Board Eight Mutant Cartel, uh, I, I think, uh, has done a really good job in, in terms of building a community and getting contributions. It, you know, that's how a DAO should function. Uh, but it, as far as like, you know what people are doing uh poorly uh, it's tough to say i mean um it, it, you know as it relates to the specific uh role that we play uh, in in our doubt because there's you can have a doubt for anything um you know uh, fl- flamingo down what the way they've invested in nfts i mean that's You know, there's an example on (laughs) what you can really do uh, and and the power of this. Uh, So it just depends on the structure. I I think ultimately you need key contributors, a dedicated team. uh, You need somebody to really drive it. um, And and, and you need your community to participate, uh, to have to have success. Uh, White Chocolate, any thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I would add, 8Mag said MiBitsDAO and would absolutely agree. Um, Cloud is actually a ha- one of the, the main founders, is actually also a Hashmask owner. Um, and he's even come into MaskDAO while we were debating um, some proposals. He said, well, this is how we do it. You know, this is kind of the distinction here. And maybe you want to go this, this way or the other. Um, and on that, I, I don't want to say... Completely the negative side, but if we look at how um, Hive was taken over, we we looked at that. We we've, we've gone. Uh, some people would say you know way too slow, but but I, I really like uh, Tao Te Ching. You know sometimes you advance without stay, taking a step, and if we're to move too fast without examining the landscape we could be taken over so we look at that example and say how do we avoid that
1: yeah the high blockchain shout out there uh that's interesting i haven't uh, followed up on those those updates but the dow you know on dow combat and like mergers and acquisitions (laughs) those are always things that we need to be thinking about which uh, haven't come to fruition because we haven't seen Uh, Like this space is just so new. But I love that Hive blockchain shout out, man.
0: Yeah. And um, Vitalik had a really good I think the article was moving past token based voting. And he said, you know, down in the future, we could have these bribe contracts, you know, not not here yet. But, hey, I want your vote. You don't really have a lot of tie in. Basically, sell me your vote and it's it's all automated now. Boom, Mm. taking over.
1: Yeah, we're we're talking about uh, utility tokens a little bit as well. Uh, that probably I would throw into the negative standpoint. I've seen a lot of NFT projects just launch utility tokens and say, hey, stake the, the NFT and you get this, this token. And then you see the price chart and it's just, even though everything's getting wrecked, <laughs> those ones specifically get super wrecked, even in a bull market. Uh, So, you know, NCT, and I don't mean to bring this back to uh, financialization. I think it was an important point uh, that you made earlier, which is that Hashmask is definitely focused on the art. And I I love that. Uh, And I think you guys should run with that because that's been left, I think, in the dust a little bit uh, as we've kind of ramped up the NFT space. But NCT token, is there any plans from your guys' perspective or even plans to launch your own uh, utility token, uh, ERC-20 token for the DAO?
0: Well, we actually did. Um, so, part of the the first iteration, uh, part of the plan was to have uh, a utility token. And so, when we got this version kind of ramped up, we said, "All right, well, we have to complete that promise." And we did. We did not have an exact plan for how it would be used, except for um, voting. And and then, basically. By the way we set it up, where everyone was allowed to claim, you know, no matter how, trying to preserve this one person, one vote, we had discovered that, you know, some very technologically savvy people had shuffled around and accumulated so much that we could never rebalance. And so we defunct it. And then we stepped back and said, well, what really could we do with a new utility token that we couldn't do with NCT? Now, maybe something like Source Cred, where we were looking at this idea of participatory economic stakeholdership, or okay, you have this task list. You do this, this, and this, you participate in this way, and then you get rewarded. You have some type of work. But you know what? We could design an app and we to, to check those things and we could still pay out an NCT. So as far as Personally, I don't see it on the horizon anytime soon as far as, you know, a need or or utility. But 8Mag, if you've got some extra thoughts. Yeah, uh, as far as a
2: governance token, I mean, I believe, you know, Hashmask's An NFT is a token. Uh, So you own a hash mask, you know, you you could participate in voting, you participate in our community, uh, you have access to our Discord, and and so on. Um, The NTT, separately, is a utility token. Um, And it has a value. Uh, It's traded on the secondary market, uh, on Uniswap. You can, and it actually has a real use case. Uh, There's a demand for it. Uh, Ultimately, you know, uh, it is... it's inflationary right now. now, As White Chocolate said, you earn 10 per day. uh, But that only lasts for another nine years. It sounds like a really long time. uh, But- that uh, ultimately will come to an end, and the supply is fixed. Mm. So uh, from a utilities token standpoint, um, with an actual use case, use case we, we believe the economics of that are going to change uh, over time here. Um, and so you know, that's uh, we're perfectly comfortable kind of uh, leaving that as is. We, we do talk a lot about uh, adding additional use cases. It's been integrated into another project uh, for the same use case to, to change the name. Uh, we would like to do that with more projects we've thrown around a couple of other ideas as well. Uh, but yeah, for, I mean, you have to burn NCT to, to name the, uh, to change the name of your hash masks. Um, we think, uh, you know, that's one of the best utilities across all the spaces. So, um, we're comfortable with that again. Uh, we can't change that, you know, <laughs> we're from the community where collectors, uh, this was, uh, created and, and cannot be changed, um, by, by the founders. But the, the additional utility can then be added, correct? Yeah, so uh, we actually have um, a, a- you know, a, a whole, uh, a, for, a former member of the team, a developer created a whole plan uh, for uh, a project if they wanted to integrate NCT into their own. Uh, so that's, that's available. Um, and that's something we'll pursue, uh, I think a little bit more here in 2022. It's always a goal. You know, we have had many projects reach out to us. They want to be connected to Hashmas. They want to be associated with our community. Um, and, you know, it makes sense to uh, integrate uh, this great utility token into their own. Um, But we also um, have thrown around a couple of other ideas, Uh, you know, and we can get as creative as we want with that in terms of uh, additional use cases uh, to burn NCT.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in in this conversation, though, because, you know, just sitting here and and going down the rabbit hole of utility, which is one that is very deep, so I'm not going to get into it on this episode uh, too much, but like the (laughs) ability to maybe, you know, buy a physical piece of these hashtags because they're so beautiful with NCT, that would be dope. Uh, obviously you got to work around the economics of that and how someone gets paid uh, you know they they want the the cash they're going to probably have to sell NCT so it, it's a give and take there but what are some of the utility uh, pieces that you guys have discussed in in those conversations
2: so one of the ones that you know I really love and it hasn't been formally uh, formalized into a proposal quite yet but um, a print of a hash mask, right? Uh, these, I mean, uh, in scope, we were at a traditional art show, as I mentioned earlier, and, you know, the, the feedback we received was just unbelievable with how well uh, the art looked hanging in real life. So, uh, and we've seen many people in the community uh, get them printed and uh, and um, hung up on their, on their walls at their homes. Uh, but one of the things that I thought was missing um, it, it was that these prints, were not authenticated so anybody could print it right and, and this is kind of something that uh, you know uh, people talk about when they criticize NFTs All oh, right, right click save I can print it blah 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 well uh, you could do you know who's going to really print something out uh, that does that anyway but one of the things I thought where we can actually authenticate these prints in the same way traditional artists does. And in order to get it authenticated, uh, the DAO could provide those services um, and, you know, even set it up uh, on the blockchain and in order to get it authenticated. So you would still traditionally buy a, a print like you normally would. But if you wanted to get it certified, uh, you would burn some NCT. Uh, so that's just kind of one of the ideas we throw around. We We, we talked about uh, in, implementing NCT in, in some form or another, potentially uh, rather than burning a hash mask, but uh, we, we couldn't come to a consensus there. So so there's all sorts of opportunities we can go. I mean, it's it's wide open, uh, really. We can incorporate it into merch and things what we're doing there, uh, which is coming here in the, in the first quarter of 2022, uh, exclusive and limited uh, merch for hash masks. So um, y- there, there's all sorts of potential there. Uh, we haven't really... Uh, focused in on one specific thing uh, and, and actually ran with it yet.
1: Awesome. That was a great breakdown. I appreciate you uh, kind of indulging me on the utility talk a little bit there. Mag. Uh, listen, guys, we're almost at an hour uh, for the interview here. Uh, been a fantastic breakdown. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, as far as maybe any information you want to get out to anyone listening uh, that wants to get involved in Hashmask or the reason they should get involved, uh, which you are, already touched on a little bit earlier in the episode. But if you want to recap uh, and then let people know, you know where they can get involved, do so now.
0: You want to open up, Eight Mag? You want me to? Sure. Open it up? Yeah. I mean.
2: We're on Twitter, um, and, and some unfortunately for some people there, there is this confusion between the Hash Mask's uh, official team and and the Mask DAO. Uh, we run all of our marketing initiatives and the, the Twitter accounts through Mask DAO now. Our, our Discords, uh, there's two Discords. Unfortunately, we're working on uh, resolving that. But in, in order to get involved, I mean, uh, check out our website, uh, read about the project, learn about it. I just recommend that uh, for everybody and any NFT project you get involved in, uh, read about it. Uh, Um, you know, get an understanding of, you know, the quality of it, you know, the, the authenticity of it, uh, the creativity to it, uh, the, the copycat stuff to me is just really getting old, and I, I'm not sure why there's still some demand there. Uh, you know, don't follow every little influencer that you know throws something up there. Uh, do your own research, uh, dive into a project, look for fundamentals, look for quality. Uh, finding more information about HashMask started our website. We also have maskdal.io. uh That's our MaskDAO team's website. But the best place, of course, is in our Discord. Um, Maybe we can share a link um, in in the chat. And, uh, you know, feel free to join. Uh, We have a a dedicated team in there, but also an amazing community that's happy to answer any questions um, and provide advice uh, about the project. And, of course, we're also found on Twitter. Uh, We also have an Instagram page. (laughs) Uh, You know, check out uh, a great place to see uh, this beautiful art uh, displayed.
0: Yeah, just um, what what Eight uh, Mag had said there. It's you know, mass, or discord.gg backslash massdow if you try to hop into the Discord. And you know what you hop I'll do? In, I'll,
2: I'll share our link tree uh, link, which provides oh, all, all, the, all, the, all the good stuff.
1: Yeah, I've got, I actually just dropped the Discord link. I'm not sure we have the uh, oh, perfect the uh, uh, settings set for like link sharing. We don't like this to uh, too much, man. But I I just dropped the Discord link for for everyone okay. that's interested.
0: And I guess what I would throw on there biggest piece is coming back to the mysteries. And what really makes this project unique is we're looking for more detectives. You don't have to own a hash mask, but hop into, it's the Masked Out Discord, and see if you can help us solve some of this. We'd, I'd really love to see some of this get worked out and have a definitive view on what these founders could have possibly been thinking when they put this massive thing together. So appreciate any help, any sleuths out there join us
1: all right eight mag white chocolate i appreciate you guys joining me today last thing what do you guys have planned for birthday
2: tomorrow like, do you guys have a, a birthday week or birthday uh, celebration here? We've been doing uh, giveaways every day this week, uh, highlighting uh, different amazing features about the project. And tomorrow's kind of the uh, everything comes comes together. Uh, we'll be giving away several different hash masks. Uh, we'll be spending some time in crypto voxels uh, in, the, in the mask museum that we built. And, uh, yeah, also some USDC prizes as well. So it's just really, uh, for us about raising awareness about this project, celebrating, uh, this really important milestone. One of the only projects, one of the first projects to be able to kind of accomplish that. And we're really proud of the success it's had to this point. And, uh, yeah, hopefully please come out and celebrate. We'll have live music. Uh, The team will be there. Hopefully some other guests, uh, some key influencers throughout the space. So uh, it it should be a really fun time.
1: What time is that event at? 2
2: 2 p.m. Eastern.
0: This is Twitter Spaces from 2 to – it starts at 2, and then we'll be in the the – mask museum starting at three. So that's when we'll kick off with that live music.
1: So we're going to run NFT live. We have NFT lives on Fridays uh, where I have a co-host uh, and then we kind of are able to screen share and do a lot of cool things. So what we'll do is we'll start NFT live in the museum, the Hashmaster Love museum that. there.
0: Ooh, lovely.
1: So hopefully I get to see you guys, you, your avatars uh, in Crypto Voxels. That'll be exciting.
0: Oh, thank you, Q. That'll be, be great.
1: Yeah, I'll see y'all there. Uh, I want to give a last shout out to the chat today. Thank you so much uh, for stopping by. Of course, this will be on audio uh, afterwards as well. About 24 hours, guys, it'll be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify's uh, for all of you that are looking to. Uh, get your content that way so thank you for stopping by the nifty q show eight mag white chocolate thank you guys so much for dropping in and, and getting the history uh, education going
0: yeah thank thanks you, for q. having us on